You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and the interview subject you've tuned in to hear from is the one and only Rex Brown, the former bass player in Pantera. The reason for the conversation is to promote his 2017 solo release titled Smoke On This. So let's have a listen to what he has to say. Here we go. I feel as though your music alone, out of all of the members of Pantera, you're the one that is carrying the legacy of Pantera because you are creating 70s-based heavy metal and the great tradition of Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Blue Cheer. And that's what I'm hearing on on the new record. um, Beats are wild. Well, that's what I'm hearing on on the on the album. Smoke on this. Yeah, so that's great. So it contains all of these wonderful elements of '70s hard rock and heavy metal, mate. So am I on point there? Uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're dead on point. Um, you know what? what I, I, you know, I was asking myself that question in the back of a bus one day. I was going, why did I do this in the first place? Because I've been on this road for 25 years in this silver tube, and I missed out on you know, my kids graduating from sixth grade or, you know, my watching the grass grow or just kicking back. Um, and I found myself saying, you know, you need to take some time off, man. You're getting burnt. I could see it around with some cohorts of mine that had been on the road too long. Yep. And it just it wipes you, man. It just wipes you clean. And I was like, um, you know, this is a great, great band. But it, it, it's just, I'm looking for something else, man. And so I told myself, look, you're going to take two years off. <laughs> right. Um, take two years off and go figure out what you want to do. You know, watch that grass grow. Watch your kids grow. You know, do something. There's more to life than just making records and touring cycles. You know, there really is. I mean, think about it, man. I've had a illustrious career but at the same time it didn't take me but eight months and i was back doing what i was doing yes you know um and i was writing songs and it was playing guitar it was playing bass it was back to you know going back to my my place in texas i i, I live in uh, new mexico now i have for the last six seven years and and um it's basically just taking me back to why did i do it in the first place well i did it because i love to play fucking music and I also did it for the challenge. Um, you don't challenge yourself to do something like this. And also, you know, I didn't do, I, trust me, I was scared shitless when I walked up to that mic for the first time. Cool. You know, guaranteed. Um, and then once I started getting into it and seeing where my voice could go, and, and even though it, 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 it's not that high, it's how I wanted it to be real. You know, I wanted it yep. to be uh, raw and real. And, re- and so I had to go through that process of, uh, oh, shit, I can't stand it. Am I doing this right? You know, the thoughts of, you know, well, are we going to put this out or not? You know, and um, it just, it brought me back. And about the time, same time, I was listening to all my, it, look, I've got the same playlist I've had for fucking ever. You know, um, I, and I listen to all kinds of different music. So, I mean, as a musician, you know, I, I just don't think I was challenging myself sitting in a fucking bus doing the same goddamn thing when I wanted to go find something else. That's, that's not, you know, that's not looking for that. Other than that. That's not looking for that something. And I had to pull back and, uh, and it's been a blessing in disguise. It really has. And it, it's just, um, it's, um, and at the same time, I, I went through the process of, of, um, 
I bought a new, uh, an older home here. We completely gutted this thing walls and, and put new flooring in, you know, real hard oak floors and, and just did stuff I've never done before. It was a challenge again, you know, and, um, and then I went back and we really got serious with this record in the fall. Um, and everything was just so organically tight with the songs and the way, you know, I can sit here for hours and try to explain it to you, yep. but the easiest way I can get that close to in the 30 minute interview is that I wanted to go make a modern rock record of what I thought it sounded like. And I think I made my point, you know, I'm sitting here with the music and it's not out yet. And it's driving me crazy because I just want the people to listen to it from front to end, you know, as I'm sitting here listening to it on vinyl, you know, with my headphones oh, on. Nice. Yes. Um, I just every time, every time I hear it, I go, okay, you, man, you, you, jumped, you jumped over a fence again. You know, you, you did. And uh, to me, that's all that matters. You know, it's really, that's all that really fucking matters. It's not about being tagged at this or being this genre or what happened to just music, man? What happened to just playing music? You know, that's all that matters to me. And look, on that point... I've always been about always been about the song you know it's all about the song to me it's not about the it's not about the 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 glitz and the glamour because there's not any glitz and glamour pal you know your glitz and glamour is what gets you fucking killed in this business you know um that's not me i've never been that cat you know i I still feel i'm the same dude even though i've evolved as a person you know i'm just uh i'm not the same cat i was when Pantera broke uh, broke apart 15 years ago. Yes, yes. So, you know, I just um, I feel like that you you know I've got to get up and uh, kind of shine every fucking morning, man. You know, and it's it's what you do with it that makes a difference. You know, and the only there's only two things I can come up with that that, that can make it for me, and that's my attitude and my and my effort. You know, and that's it. It's just. Uh, it's just natural evolution, and it's also being a person. You know, you get so trapped in, oh, dear, you know, the schedule of the day, and you get to do this at this certain point, and eat this stuff before you could go on stage. I got tired of that shit, man. You know, and now I'm ready for it again. You know, but you have to take those, you have to take, you know, you have to take that a little bit of time off so you can, can say, and then do something with it, you know, to make it real. And I wanted to make a real rock record, and I think I've done it. And I'm only getting my feet wet. I mean, shit, this is, this is just the first, you know, this is just a formula that's just barely in its infancy, you know? I got so much more in Well, I hope you do, mate. But I had to make it. Yeah. You know? Well, you've got, you, you, you are aware, mate, that you do have fans all across the globe, especially here in Australia, that are anticipating the release. Absolutely. And do, you, do you think that Smoke on This is going to bring people who may not be aware of your previous bands and, and the legacy that you carry? I, I don't put any, I don't try to put any preconception into anything. I think if, uh, I think a lot of the people about it, you know, some of the cats that grew up on Pantera probably grew up on the same type of shit I listen to too, you know? So I, I, I wanted to, um, I, look, when I was writing these songs, I was just trying to write it, you know, or when I was, you know, actually performing these songs in the studio, 
I, I wasn't thinking of any of this, you know? And I, I think that's where the business kind of suffered a little bit. You know, it, it's not about making good music anymore. It's about the product, you know? And I'm so tired of that preceding the music. You know what I'm saying? It should be about the fucking song, man. Not about what kind of makeup or, you know, flame shooting out of your fucking ass or something. <laughs> you know, it has nothing. You know, it has to do with the fucking songs, man. I just didn't, I didn't grow up in it. You know, Kiss was it. You know, nobody's done it since then. You know, uh, <clears throat> there was only one Slayer. There was only one Pantera. There was only one Metallica. You know, there's only one Slipknot. You know what I'm saying? It just, there's only one of each, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that just because that's over, I can't keep doing it. The, of my version of what I want to do. You know, yes, so, yeah, okay. Any clear? I mean, all oh, no, you have it does. to do is yeah, listen to the record front to back, and you get it. Yes, and and one, I have listened to it front to back a few times now. I do a lot of driving, and that's where I've been listening to it. It is great driving music, by the way. So I'd encourage any of the. What's your favorite track? Um, the the one that sounds like I'm going to call it the George Harrison track. So the one that has the Indian sitar through it. Um. That song there, I felt... <laughs> a lot of people love that track. It's like, wow. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm not, I'm not... Because I've been listening to it in the car, I'm not familiar with the song titles yet, but I do look forward to that track. Um, I think it's called Doing All Right. Get Yourself Alive. Get Yourself Alive. Sorry, that's it. Yeah, Get Yourself Alive. Yeah, well, you know, one of the reasons I liked it, because I thought it showed a very different side to you that I wasn't anticipating. Well, I mean, that's the point, you know, sometimes. It, 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 not that it's showing a side of me. I'm like, dude, I'm a huge Beatles fan, for fuck's sake. You know, and I, uh, Lance had this little passage, and then we just started making it. You know, we made it, uh, you know, and then through all this, I've, I've had this team of people with me that, that have been on the same page, you know, what we want to do, and try to make them, you know, put these songs first and, you know, put the moniker on it later. If you took my name off that fucking record and just listened to it, you'd want to know who is this, right? You yes. Know, so if it, if I if I just put it out under some other name like uh, the Sunflowers or something like that, you know, would would it still have the same credibility? You know what I'm saying? I do. But this is yeah. this is a totally different thing. This is a new twist. Oh, he's playing guitar. He'd be, uh, fuck yeah, I'm playing guitar, man. I can play piano. I can play tuba. I can play whatever. Fuck it. You know, it's just uh, I'm a musician. You know, that's all there is to it. And I can and I can fucking sing. Who knew? Yes, yes. And I tell you, the other song that I quite liked was um, the first song, Train Song, as well. Very good opener. Yeah, that was a sleeper. But, you know, in, in every time that we, we did those with Playlist, you know, that was the very first one. I just go, and the label was trying to get me, you know, put that out as like a single. I'm like, nah. It's just the first song on the track of the, of the record that takes you kind of back a little bit. You know, it's one of those songs that, to me, and, I, and when I first done this track, I'd send it to one of my buddies. That he's, a, he's a musicologist and just knows his shit. And he, he goes, you know, like, this reminds me of... of uh, getting in my pickup truck and putting in a track back in the day and driving down a dusty old road with a fucking warm beer in my hand. That's the feeling I got from that song. And once he said, once he, once he said that, I was like, you know what? I'm on the right path. You know, this is, this is exactly what I need right now. But this guy knows his shit. 
You know what I'm saying? This guy knows every fucking, you know, he knows every note in the Bible of rock and roll. You know? Yes, yes. Yeah, no, totally. Hey, something Almost else. as good as me. <laughs> hey, nobody's as good as you, Rex. Let's face it. Come on. Come on. You know. Um, no, uh, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to be arrogant about that at all. I was just joking. I know you were, mate. It's all good. It's all good. Well, look, I'm going to I'm gonna pause for a second. I'm going to say it is a thrill for me to chat to you. And, and I know we're, we're definitely not here to talk about Pantera. And I'm not talking about Pantera. But, look, I am a bass player. And you have been an influence over me. And uh, you know, as you alluded to at the yeah. beginning of the interview, it's not a heavy metal interview. But, mate, you're somebody. Look, I enjoyed, dude, I played, I played bass in a different way. Go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, your your bassline underneath floods should be compulsory listening for anybody who wants to play bass, heavy metal bass. As far as I'm concerned, very few, if any, other bass players. Well, if, you listen, if you listen to the bassline and buried alive off this new record, yep. it's almost it's almost the same thing. Aha, uh-huh. good. You know good what I'm saying? That, yes. that, and that dude, I played, I played the. You know, I took a different approach on this one. With the bass line, I, you know, it's still got my sound in it because I play so fucking hard and attack the instrument. It's like I do a guitar. I mean, I just, I hit those some that you, those chords just really hard with my right hand. I got rings all of them and, and, it, and it comes out sounding like what it does. But um, it's it's one of those things where I play with my fingers a lot on this record. You know, awesome. something I've never done before. I mean, I've done it before, but people didn't know about it. Um, you know, those are for the bass magazines and shit like that. But as you asked, because you're, you're a bass player yourself, you know, that there's a, you know, playing, you know, the, what, you know, the 16th note straight for a full fucking four oh, minutes gosh, will lay yeah. out, yeah. you know, playing with your fingers, yeah. you know? And so you take something like Cross the Lines where it gets in that middle section, that's all with the fingers, baby. You know, and when nice. it goes up and down and up and down, and you know that was that that. Uh, but those were pretty much, you know, I had done. I knocked the rust out before I got in that studio. I wanted to make sure, you know, um, even on guitar. I mean, I, I went back several times. You know, my place in Texas is where I go see my kids, and and uh, and so it's also my jam place. You know, I can sit late at night and just crank it up as loud as I want to, and. Um, so I've got, you know, and that's where it's basically where all my bass gear is. But I use different amps on this thing. I use different uh, uh, different stuff that I hadn't used on the, on record before. I pretty much played the same old shit on just everything, you know. Um, this one I played different, uh, you know, different amps on it. I use some Warwicks that I really like their cabinets, and and, uh, and we used uh, just a combination of a bunch of shit, but. Um, like I said before, it's all been a challenge for me, and I loved it. I love the the fact that I challenged myself, and someone didn't have to pull that out of me. You know? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, well, just on just that's on a that. feeling, man. It, it is. Yeah, I, I'm not like I said before, man. I'm not here on this earth just to fucking make records and fucking money. And who cares, man? If I can touch a couple people with this fucking thing, or touch anybody with it. You know, um, then I've done my job. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, work's done. Yeah. For now. Until the next one. Yes, until you know, the next one. You know, that's all you can yeah. do, man. I, I like living life these days fully sober. You know, that's, that's what I like. You know, it's a, it's a different it's a different world than what I lived in the past. You know, it's uh, you see things a little clearer, man. 
You know, it's just so much more, more relaxing. You know, and at the same time, you know, I go fixing to tear up the world for two years. So, yeah, sweet. And mate, you you recruited an excellent drummer in, in Chris Williams. Oh, without Chris, I mean, it, it wouldn't have had its own. You know, he. Uh, well, what's funny is is that when we first recorded it, the drums on it, it was. Um, we didn't really have it the way I liked it, mic'd up properly and everything else. And when we got really serious about this, we went, I went back in and re-recorded the drums. And we re- recorded every track four different times so I could have a look at them and see which one I wanted. Yep. You know, between me and Caleb Sherman, who's a producer, and also, you know, Mr. Magic Touch on everything. Um, it was... It was... Um, it, you know, Christopher can play anything, man. I mean, he can play hard drive and metal. In fact, we had we had this one track that didn't make the record. You know, I had we I'd taken twenty four songs down to thirteen, down to eleven that made a final cut, and we had this one song that we were going to put on the record. And it was all just nothing but double bass, and it's it's some of the most slamming double bass kicking I've ever heard in my fucking life. And I played with a bunch of great double bass players. There you have, yes. you know. Um, and he was, but then he could lay back and get that, that jazzy vibe of what I was, you know, I've got a little jazz in me too. You know, he, um, Christopher is perfect for, for far as I need in the studio. You know, um, he's not in the touring band. I've got Johnny Kelly, he's a monster on stage. Oh, you got Typo so Negative, the Typo Negative drummer. I got Johnny Kelly and yeah, from- you know, I've got a band, i got Mike Duda from fucking, which is uh, Mike Duda that plays in played in Moss for all these years and yeah, that's blow and all those guys. He's just been a really good friend for all these years. So I, I'm surrounding myself with a bunch of friends, you know, that, that are respectable, uh, you know, somebody that would have your back, you know, Lance Harville that, that uh, plays guitar on this record and helped me write it. Um, he's playing guitar and also I have Joe Shadid, who is another guitar player that kind of does the Ronnie Wood thing or, just adds this other dimension. And then, uh, you know, I'm singing and playing guitar. I just found it much easier to do that and focus on the vocal instead of, you know, I, I pay so much attention to the bass line sometimes. I just didn't want to get that one lost. Yes. You know, yeah, and, I, and Peter comes in and, yeah. and can play whatever he wants on it. So, so it, it, it's, um, you know, putting these guys in the same room, it was, was a task, it, it, number one. And when I finally did, we got in that room and, and I had to excuse myself. I said, hang on a second, guys, I'll be right back. I got to take a pee. I went out to the fucking parking lot and screamed. I was like, okay, now I've got this fucking great material. How's it going to sound with all these guys in it? You know? And it was just, it, you'll see. We'll, we'll be telling you why. You know? Queensland, here we come. Yes, mate. I hope so. I hope so. Well, mate, we, we do love you here in Australia, and I really sincerely hope that you come down here within the next six months, soon after the album. I been love released. Australia. It's one big Texas. I mean, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, sweet. Hey, there are there are three questions that I would love to ask you, Rex. So I'd love it if you could humor me here and play along. Now, this isn't to do with music. This is all about you as a person. Okay. Um, and okay. and your answers can be as not safe for work as you I like. I kind of like to keep myself a little, a little bit of stereoso, but that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, we might lift the veil this time I'll just around. give you a, shit, a bullshit answer. How's that? 
That's fine. That's fine, mate. Any answer is fine. <laughs> Rex, choose three words to describe yourself. Uh, oh, shit, dude. <laughs> um, I've been doing interviews all day. I'm burnt. Uh, respectful. Uh, Untidy <laughs> and uh, and and genuine. Nice. Hey, just on that, you mentioned something there. Have people been focusing on what you feel is the wrong thing in the interviews? Have they been focusing on the past rather than the present? Well, to me, it's hard to sell this thing coming off of being in one of the biggest metal bands ever. Sure, you know. Yep. Um, it's just one of those things where, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm just evolving. If you guys want to sit there and set me in this rut, go ahead. But I don't, I, that's not where I intended to go with this record. Yes. You know, so, um, yeah, I don't want to delve into it too hard. I just don't think that some, sometimes some of these journalists don't really listen. You know, they, they just want their fucking headline. Yes. And that's all they want. I mean, I, something came out of one of your magazines there that hit fucking Blabbermouth and it was chopped and out of context. Yeah. And uh, that's not what this record's all about. You know what I'm saying? I do. It's really yeah. not. That's nothing to do with that. I hate that, I hate that whole, that whole mentality of, of uh, this is about music, man, not about a fucking uh, style of hair dryer. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or not a, not a, what, what's your favorite water flavor you know <laughs> it, this is about music i think music can do a lot to fucking people you know yes um i get tons of stuff all the time people send me on this thing called facebook uh you know that uh you know where man really touched my life with the song that y'all did and you know those are those are the things that really make you move you your your life what i'm yeah. saying though there's much bigger things in life than just being put into a genre and then you can't get out of it. Yes, yes. But bullshit, you know. That's so why I said I'm going to shake some shit up. No, good on and you, we'll man. see how it works. Mm. All right, well, I'll move on to my next question then, and this is going to be very interesting to hear your feedback on this one. Rex, if you could go back to when you were 18 and give yourself some advice, what do you think you'd say? Um, I wouldn't do anything different. Um, I mean, sure, I did. there's tons of stuff that you would do different, you know. Uh, don't ever smoke a cigarette. There you go, there's one. Okay, there's one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's I can't, that's yeah, my only advice. I just don't, I can't quit fucking smoking, man. It sucks. Um, uh, let's see, what else? Um, you know, don't drink yourself to fucking death. That's another one, you know. Yes. I've been there. Um, you know, those, those things, those little bitty things. But at the same time, it was, you know, we grew up in a different generation, you know? Yes. It was... Uh, not not as much awareness. It was uh, totally different, you know? There was a lot of places to back then where you could, you could do, you know, you, um, you know, with Pantera, man, we just said, fuck it. You know, we don't give a shit. And that's the same way that I am today. I just don't give a shit. You know, I, I do, 
at the same time, um, people can say whatever they want. But as long as I'm proud of what I've done in my last, you're only as good as your last gig, the last song you rehearsed, or you know, whatever you've done. You know, and that's that's just it. I've yes. never canceled a show. You know, um, I'm a lifer, man. And then that's that's what it takes in this business. I think some of these new guys get lost, man. You know, yes. so don't make that your headline. But you know, I just, man, I'm just playing music, man. This is it's it's not rocket science. Okay, I'm on to my final question. Okay, so I really appreciate the fact that you've been open. Um, you've shared a, a whole bunch of stuff. I think I'm going to listen back to the to the audio and and go, wow, okay, you said this, you said that, meaning in a good way. Um, you've given a lot of context and you provided uh, a lot of information uh, when it's eventually broadcasted for the listeners to um, to add to their listening experience for the wonderful new record that you've put out. Now, the next question isn't related. Oh, thank you. The next question isn't related to what I just mentioned, but it, it is profound because I asked this this one question here of all everybody that I interview, and you wouldn't believe the responses, the length and breadth of the responses that I get, and I'm really keen to hear your responses here, Rick. So here goes. <laughs> Go ahead. Fire away. What five guests, living or dead, from in, any time in history, would you invite to dinner? Jesus Christ! Um, we'd, we'd be one of them. Um, yeah, he comes up all the time, uh, actually. Yeah, I would imagine he would probably be in my on my top guest list. You know, um, yeah, but I'd, I'd really like to have a cat. You know, chat with that cat. Um, uh, fucking, uh, I don't, I don't know who are who are some of my heroes. Uh, um, you know, uh, Miles Davis. I, I don't. Of course. Love him. You know, I, I, that's, that's a tough question, man. You know, <laughs> what what gets in the minds of Charlie Parker? You know, what gets in the minds of these great musicians? Uh, um, that that uh, you know, Chief Richards, absolutely fucking lovely. Yes. You know, um, you said living or dead, right? Absolutely. So, yes. yeah, but I think those 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 three cats would be pretty. I think that'd be a fucking great dinner. Yes, it would be wonderful conversation right there. I'd or like four to... cats, whatever I said. Oh, you got you got three there. Did you want to choose two more? Or oh, three's fine if you just want to stick with the three. That'll do. Oh, I'd, you'd have to put you know Jack Nicholas in that somewhere, and uh, uh, or Jack Nicholson, excuse me, and and uh, and maybe even Einstein. What the fuck? Nice. And now that'd be a rousing party right there. That would be. And I bet, I bet the funniest person there would be Einstein as well, because I hear he had a wicked sense of humor. Probably so. Very dry. He'd laugh at April. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, that's it for there me. There you go, buddy. Um, you know, you, have a wonderful, you have a wonderful day. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series, and my name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject you just heard from was Rex Brown the former bass player in Pantera. Thanks so much for listening.